0: Imagine actually getting something in your mailbox, or opening an email that's addressed, dear student, or dear current resident, or even better, to whom it may concern. Now, unless of course your name happens to be student or current resident, this probably doesn't feel like the most warm, sincere, or personal of greetings. I mean, when you get messages or things like this in the mail that use a greeting like that as their big opener, what are the chances that you'll even keep reading i'll speak 100 for myself here that if i see a message that's obviously mass-produced i switch from reading every word to skimming and skipping around pretty quickly and i'm willing to bet i'm not alone on this in our first two episodes we talked about resumes from both the detailed technical side of how do i format this thing to have the right look to the more general, bigger picture of what parts of my story and past experience would the reader even want to learn about me? Now we're discussing the actual handoff, that moment that you deliver that newly minted resume to someone. How do we introduce ourselves? How do we convince our audience to actually wanna read that text that we've put all this work into creating and not revert to skimming and skipping around, potentially overlooking all of those reasons we'd be such a great fit for the role? From the Kent State University College of Business Administration, this is Ready for Business, a series focused on the readiness of business students as they hit the market for internships and full-time jobs. My name's Andy Wyand and my teammates and fellow career service pros here at Kent State are on a mission to help talent and opportunity meet. To help us better understand what's expected in being ready for a job or internship search, we've interviewed 10 professional recruiters from a variety of companies, large and small, and ask them exactly how they make their decisions on which candidates are ready for the job and which are not. This week on Ready for Business, to whom it may concern, the real truth about cover letters. Let's address one thing right away that I can almost hear many of you asking right now. Who even writes letters anymore? Much less a formal cover letter. Are those still a thing? After my interviews with our guests, I'll admit you have a right to be skeptical about how often cover letters are being read by recruiters, especially if the recipient of your cover letter didn't request such a thing as part of your application. Listening back to the interviews, there's definitely two camps here. Some recruiters find cover letters useful.
1: I absolutely love them. I think there's a lot of value in them.
0: And others, not so much.
2: I'm sorry to all that write cover letters out there. I promise I am. For me, I I really don't read them.
0: So disclaimer time here, this episode is not meant to advocate either way on whether or not you should write and send a cover letter for that internship or job you're applying to. Ultimately, that's your decision to make, based on the particulars of the position you're seeking. But the thing we would like to do with this episode is to explore why cover letter writing gets such mixed reviews. And perhaps we can come out on the other side with a better understanding of just how any form of a written introduction can help you form a solid impression and help your candidacy. Then you can make a more informed decision about how you proceed with your application, to include a standalone cover letter or not. We go on now to our guests and start with Andrew Trotter, who finds receiving a traditional cover letter attached to an application to be a helpful puzzle piece in making his sorting decisions.
1: Hi, my name is Andrew Trotter. I'm with the Fastenal Company. I'm the district manager for Northeast Ohio. Primary responsibilities are involved in uh, top-line sales and employee development across the territory. So for for me personally, um, it's it's probably rare that I see a cover letter. Um, I am always excited when I see that someone has a cover letter, though. And uh, for me, it's, again, coming from the sales background, that's the time that I can exude the passion that I have for this business uh, and why I believe I'm the best fit. Uh, in, in the resume, it's very factual. It's about what I did. It's you know my, my education. Um, but in that cover letter, I can expose and bring a little bit more color to who I am and why I really believe I'm a great fit for the organization. So. Um, I absolutely love them. I think there's a lot of value in them. Uh, I know the, the common trend right now is, you know, no, you don't need them. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, you don't know if the company's going to appreciate it or not. So I would, again, take, take two, three minutes and put one that's, that's meaningful for that business and linking your skills, your attributes uh, to their cultural values.
0: Susan Denton of Medical Mutual elaborated on the exact moment in her selection process that a cover letter gets examined and helps her make a decision.
3: So in my application process, I list a cover letter as an optional thing. I do not require it unless you're applying for something that's a very writing-focused position. Um, Otherwise, it's not required. So the use of a cover letter, if I do see one, is usually a way for me to take my pool of all the people that have been resume reviewed, and maybe I need to shrink my pool. Maybe I have too many finalists to present to the manager. Managers only want to see, maybe for one opening, probably no more than 15 applicants. So if I have over 15, I'm going to then go to the cover letter. I'm going to look at the cover letters, and I'm going to see, can you write? Are you clear? Do you have proper, um, proper spelling? Do you have your point across that you're trying to make? Do I know about you? But the biggest thing is, can you write? If I see a lot of grammatical errors, I'm going to probably pull you out and you won't be one of those 15 people submitted through.
0: So we've heard some good examples showing the value that a standalone cover letter can bring to your application and also the moment that's likely for your cover letter to be read and weighed into the recruiter's decision about you moving forward. You heard Susan mention that cover letters are listed as optional in her application process, and Andrew says that receiving them is a rare occurrence. So how many others from our group of experts spend time reviewing the standalone cover letter as part of the application? The answer is not very many.
4: We don't. We don't require one. And if honestly, if someone submits it, I don't typically look at it. I look at their resume. I'm Lynn Murphy. I am the director of recruiting with Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. Um, But I would say if someone's using a cover letter to keep it very brief. You want maybe two paragraphs with two to three sentences each of what you've done, what you're looking for, and why you're the perfect candidate for this role.
5: Hi, this is Marie Henry. I am a university relations manager at Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I would agree with all of that. Um, for internships, it's the exact same. We have enough to go through with resumes, so it's difficult to go- look at an additional piece of paper, um, the cover letter as well. So mainly we just flip to that resume and look at your relevant experience first and foremost.
6: My name is Kate Blake, and I'm a recruitment specialist at Sharon williams from a volume standpoint, from like me as a recruiter and so many candidates that come in and um, the number of positions that we work on. I mean, I would love to have time to read everyone's cover letter, but I think it's more of a time, you know, situation where we'll volume standpoint for us where um, if I had more time, you know, it'd be great to be able to read more of those. But I think just um, there's we're just a high volume environment, so it can be tough to read those.
0: You're picking up on the trend here, right? Recruiter's time is short, and doubling the amount of material that you're sending them to read about you could be asking a lot, especially if the cover letter was not requested to accompany your resume. So there's a great article in The Atlantic by Stephen Laurie. It's dated 2013, but from the evidence you just heard from the voices of our guests, I'd say it still holds up. And I love the article's title. It's titled The Cover Letter, A Short History of Every Job Seeker's Greatest Annoyance. Steven writes, the cover letter is mostly a performance and some companies are picking up on the act. For companies that still do require cover letters in whatever sector, many have simply stopped looking at them. So let me take another moment to repeat my disclaimer from the top that this is not an argument for or an argument against cover letters, but let's explore the mixed reviews so that you can best decide the delivery and style of your introduction to suit your specific application.
7: My name is Alyssa Angeletti. I am the HR and talent lead at Vision 360. There could be value in introducing yourself in a cover letter. Um, There was one example I thought of that if you are making a a complete career change, um, that could be useful to attach a cover letter. You know, my experience is all in marketing, but recently I've found this passion for IT. And explaining that in your cover letter... um, could get an interview and hold that weight a lot more than if I'm just getting a resume and seeing you're applying for my IT um, entry-level job or, you know, whatever job I may have open, but all I see is marketing experience. I might kind of just, you know, thanks for applying, but your your background doesn't align up with what we do. So that was one instance I thought of where a, a cover letter could be helpful, um, just explaining that career switch. But like I said, most of the time, I, I don't ask for cover letters.
6: I think they can still be helpful. I think if someone is moving to a new city, I think that can give some more information about why you're interested in that company or that city um, because usually on your resume or in your application, you'll need to list out like an address or where you live usually. Um, and as a recruiter who's like looking at your information, it can just allow you to give a little more background on, Oh, I'm planning to move here in the next couple of months. So I wanted to get started on my search. Here's how I, what really stood out to me about your company. And it can just allow you to give a little more background on your situation. Like if you are moving to a new city, but maybe you're just not there yet. Um, So like there's where I think it could be helpful.
4: I think, or if there's something that's specific about that candidate that isn't going to be obvious on their resume. So, for example, if you have someone who maybe they're a non traditional student and maybe they worked and then they didn't work for four years and during that time they were going to school to get a degree. And so being able to further clarify that instead of me having to just assume, oh, I guess they were going to school during that time. So to say I decided to make a change in my career, started going to school, I'm now graduating, looking for a career in this field. So if it's that's the one time that I will go back and look at a cover letter is if there's something on the resume that's not making sense, and maybe that'll further clarify it.
0: After all, you have a backstory that you're not able to convey on a resume. Cover letter messages can give you the space to express the why behind your application. Now we go back to the question of time, and if the messages are able to be read by recruiters because they have so very little time. Because of this, they may need to skip the cover letter and go straight to the resume. So what would be some alternatives to the traditional cover letter to save the recruiter some time? How can we still deliver the passion and the why behind your application to an internship or job? We go back to our guests for some cover letter alternatives. Cover letter alternative number one.
8: My name is Sarah Martin. I'm the HR and recruitment specialist with Bobramarky Fedorovich. Uh, We are a regional public accounting firm. We typically go by BMF. So if there are things on an application in addition to uploading your resume, um, for example BMF has a question on our application, tell us something unique about yourself. Um, It is not required, but for any questions that are on there, I always recommend filling them out even if it's not required. Um, Making sure that your application is complete and that you are giving that recruiter or that person who's looking at your your application as much information about yourself as possible. You can only put so much on your resume um, and you can really only be so creative with your resume, right? We're told not to put our photo and not to put, you know, sometimes our, our extracurriculars and things like that. So questions on an application like what makes you unique really does give you the opportunity to stand out and to also showcase your personality, whereas sometimes as a recruiter, you don't, you don't get that from a resume, unfortunately. So having questions on an application like that really help us kind of figure out from a culture standpoint, who might be a good fit personality-wise for BMF.
0: So cover letter alternative number one would be to use the application itself. Use all of the fields provided to you, even if the field is not required don't pass up that chance to include some connections, highlights, or additional backstory that you feel could be helpful for the recruiter to know about you that may not be immediately obvious on your resume. Cover letter alternative number two.
2: Hello, this is Matt Klaus. I am the human resources director for a company called Fathom. And I'm sorry to all that write cover letters out there. I promise I am. Um, I don't necessarily add a lot of weight to them because for me, I'd rather get that information on a phone call and in person, right? I, I I appreciate the introduction, the long-winded like spiel. And sometimes they're very like directed specifically, you know, I'll, I'll get really good handcrafted ones or some that like when I was in college looking for a job, I made one cover letter and I made it and I formatted it in a way that I could change a couple things and make it work for every single job I applied to. Doesn't matter for
0: me. I, I really don't read them.
8: And it's okay that I...
0: It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Be honest. Give us the honest truth.
8: So, honestly, um, we use cover letters very little in our recruitment process and in our uh, vetting process. For us, you know, what I'd rather have in lieu of a cover letter is having met a student. So, meeting at a career fair or at Meet the Accountants Night. That to me really is your cover letter. That's your introduction, um, that's your elevator speech. You know, being able to shake a student's hand, meet them face to face, and get at least an initial sense for what it is they're looking for and how they might fit at BMF um, is really the key for me.
9: My name is Tiffany Proud, and I am a senior human resources recruiter at FedEx Custom Critical. I think a, a great tool and that that college students have, as opposed to other candidates in the process is knowing the employers are on campus and with us being on campus coming and talking to us at the career fairs or um, as part of the employer advisory council they see us they are involved in those events with us so right there gives you access to the recruiters
0: Boy, we can't stress this one enough, especially for those in proximity to campus. Go to the events. Job fairs, internship fairs, networking events, company site visits, guest speakers, volunteering or service events where the companies are participating right alongside you as a volunteer. Those events are literally designed for you, the job or internship seeker, to meet and introduce yourself to folks working out in those companies. So whether you're actively seeking a position now or months from now, get out there meet some new friends you just heard that recruiters value face-to-face meetings so much more than words on a page okay traditional cover letter alternative number three
7: hi i'm molly phelps a recruiter with Fastenal. i help recruit for sales and operations positions within our northeast ohio area if you're applying for a position with Fastenal, you have to do it through our website and there's a spot for you to put your cover letter if you have met someone from Fastenal and you want to send them a follow-up email, then it would be appropriate to put a cover letter, the information that you would put in a cover letter, in the body of the email.
2: I like, I love that idea way more so than than drafting a formal cover letter uh, in a separate Word document and, and attaching it. I, th- I think you're... That's good advice to say. Don't make them one singular document. Don't make your resume the second page of your cover letter, right? Because then I have to scroll through your cover letter to get to your resume, and not that I'm complaining, but if I'm going fast, that's more work for me. So, um, if you must write a cover letter, then I love the idea first of putting it in the body of the email. Then, then I will read it because then you're you're directly messaging me, and it's a it's a it's a warm intro rather than a formalized letter
9: shoot us an email and say hey tiffany i am so excited i just put my application in with your company um love to hear from you a little bit more doing that connecting with us on linkedin um anything like that because you can see the companies Um, for us on linkedin we have who our recruiters are we're all on linkedin you can can find us very easily and we get messages all the time and that kind of sets you apart because guess what we're going to look at your resume and we're going to look at your application and um we're like hey they reached out to us they showed initiative
0: what i'm hearing in this is be courteous to your reader don't put the burden on their plate Don't make the reader find, open, and scroll through all the separate files that are attached, when you could easily embed a version of your cover letter right in the body of the email or a LinkedIn message. So we've covered some ideas of alternatives for cover letter writing, but keep in mind that there are moments when a traditional standalone cover letter is specifically requested by the recruiter, especially if the company wants to know more about your writing skills. Obviously, in that case, your instructions are pretty clear and you need to include a cover letter. So what are the top things that we should know about good or bad cover letter writing? First, write it to someone. The correct someone.
3: Well, a good cover letter, first of all, is a cover letter to the right company. The amount of candidates who submit, you know, a cover letter to me that's for another company is just very, 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 very large. So a lot of people just duplicate cover letter from one company to the next. And that's that's another big of, big X. You get into the no pile very quickly if you're not writing the, the right person. Right. So that's a really good question on, like, who do I address this to? I feel like that's probably a little hard to know, like, who should I write something to? But I would say if you just put dear hiring manager or dear um, HR manager, that's typically the person who would be reviewing it. Um, that would be fine. Um your, you know, for my company, you could put Dear Medical Mutual Hiring Manager. That would be acceptable. Um, do I think you need to find my specific name? No. But if you're at Kent, you know, in Handshake, it tells you often who the recruiter is and who the contact is. So you might have an advantage and you might be able to actually use my name if you take a couple minutes and look at it. But I think just saying Dear Hiring Manager is completely acceptable.
6: I like when it's really tailored to that company. Um, we've definitely had it where we'll open the cover letter and it will be listed to the wrong company, and that thing type of thing happens. If you are going to write a cover letter, I would say go to LinkedIn,
8: do your research, find a name. Always put a name on a cover letter. Uh, nobody wants to see "to whom it may concern." <laughs> so, if you if you can't find a name, you know at the very least put on there, um, you know, human resources or recruiter. But do your research. Anymore with technology, it's very easy to find, you know, who the hiring manager is or who the recruiter is. Um, So certainly do, do the research and get a name on there.
0: The second thing that separates the good cover letters from the bad, avoid the templates.
6: If you're going to take the time to write a cover letter, um, I think make it genuinely like about why you are interested in that company, why you want that job and like what unique things you bring to that position. I've read a lot of cover letters that are clearly very like general that that person's using the same letter for every company and they're just changing like the job title and the company name. So you come, you know, recruiters or hiring managers can definitely tell when it's, it's very general and it's, it's really not directed towards us. So I think if you're going to include a cover letter, Definitely make it, you know, specific to that company.
7: I would say putting, again, back to the personality thing, putting your personality in it. Don't be a robot and just copy and paste one that you found on the internet. That's okay to use that to generate some ideas within yourself, but make it your own message. Um, going back to the branding thing, you, you do own your brand. So even from the, the starting point of that introductory letter um, or email or whatever it may be, it's huge to have your brand come through in that Um, And then also just, you know, maybe throw in some information you found on the website. (laughs) So it shows that you did your homework, you know a little bit about the company and you're not just kind of shooting a million resumes and emails out there. It shows that you, it shows to me that you took the time to at least look at our website, look up, you know, what we do. (laughs) So just kind of putting a little bit of information uh, about what you understand about what you're applying for or something that's on our website that can be helpful and resonate with a recruiter.
0: The third and final takeaway for what makes a good cover letter message versus a bad one is putting the time into answering the question, why? Why do you think you would be a good fit for this position?
5: Because if you're going to send one, you have to make sure that it is relevant. A lot of times you'll see maybe like a just a, you can tell that it's been sent to multiple companies and it's just maybe like a generic um, about their experience, but you can already gather from your resume. So tailoring it can definitely maybe give you that leg up if it's either required by a company or if you're on, you know, maybe you don't have the most relevant experience, but you really are passionate about getting the job. That can be that extra push to get you to that next
6: step. Um, I mean, I don't think cover letters are necessarily bad to spend time on because as you're writing it out, you do really formulate your thoughts on why you want that job and why you want to come to that company, which is really great to spend time thinking about and articulating. Um, I think you'll end up being able to use that information during an interview. So I don't necessarily think like taking the time to write a cover letter is a a bad thing to do. Um, But I think just sometimes from like a time standpoint, a recruiter might not always be able to you know, spend the time looking through those too, besides the resume.
0: For more ideas, strategies on cover letters, or written messages to employers explaining why you want to work here, get connected to your career service team. Teams like ours are here on campus to help you through this internship and job search process from start to finish. Next time on Ready for Business, we're telling you to get out there and make new friends and build your network in person, so we discuss exactly how to do that at things like career fairs and networking events. Our employers discuss everything from solid handshakes to awkward hellos to the unspoken etiquette of taking the free giveaways from their company tables.
2: Don't steal my pens. No, I'm just joking.
0: The Ready for Business podcast series is a production of the College of Business Administration at Kent State University. Special thanks to our Marketing, Communications, and Public Relations office for making sure these episodes make it to your podcast feeds. Find all of our episodes as well as contact details and appointment scheduling information for the College of Business Career Service office at www.kent.edu slash business. The special guests featured in this Ready for Business series include... Alyssa Angeletti of Vision 360, Kate Blake of the Sherwin-Williams Company, Matt Klaus of Fathom, Marie Henry and Lynn Murphy of Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, Molly Phelps and Andrew Trotter of Fastenal, Sarah Martin of Bober Marquis Fedorovich, Susan Denton of Medical Mutual, and Tiffany Proud of FedEx Custom Critical. The Ready for Business series wouldn't be possible without each of you sharing your experience from the front lines of professional recruiting. And for that, we thank you. If you work in HR and want to learn more about recruiting business students at Kent State University, drop us an email at bizcareers at kent.edu. That's B-U-S careers at kent.edu. Find the link in our show notes to Stephen Lurie's article in The Atlantic that discusses the history of cover letters. It's a quick read and an interesting bit of history. We'll see you with another episode in two weeks. Make it a great semester and go Flashes! You're, you're at the end of the episode, which maybe means you're liking what you're hearing? In that case, please leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. It helps others find out about our project.